Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What do you get when you take a smart ass sex and dating expert who's a little too smart for his own good? And you take a smoking hot vixen with just the right amount of naughty and nice. And together they point out all the very stupid things men and women do in the world of sex and dating. You get a juicy little podcast that is smart, sexy, and will knock you on your ass. It's unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is Believe in the Sex Playbook, and it starts right now. Hey everyone, welcome to Believe in the Sex Playbook. I'm your host, John Abraham, coming to you from the Windy City here on the Believe Podcast Network. My co-host Shay is social distancing right now. She's so distant that she isn't even here today. But she will be back next week, so don't fret. In the meantime, if you love the show as much as we love bringing it to you, then please remember to subscribe to Believe in the Sex Playbook and rate us with a five-star rating. You can find Believe in the Sex Playbook on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much everywhere else you get your podcasts. And of course, you can always find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts on Twitter. That's B-L-E-A-V. So, way back when I was writing my sex and dating column for the Chicago Tribune and Red Eye Newspapers, I was asked to do a spot on a show on NBC Chicago with Dr. Laura Berman. She's a pretty renowned sex and relationship therapist. She's pretty much known nationwide. She uh, invited me on her show because she got real interested in one of the columns I wrote about back then, and it was about how men sometimes are too tired to have sex and actually choose sleep over sex, and how sometimes women don't understand that and even get offended by it if men actually shoot them down because they're too tired to have sex. That column, it caused a lot of buzz and controversy because people, especially women, were amazed to hear that men would ever turn down sex. They figured saying that they were too tired to have sex was just an excuse and that either they weren't turned on by them anymore or they must be having an affair or all kinds of crazy shit. But hey, it's true. Leave it to me to bring these revelations to the masses. What can I say? It's my burden to bear. But I do it willingly for all of you. So... Without further ado, here's a little throwback show for you. Enjoy. You are listening to Dr. Laura Berman's Better Sex Podcast. Welcome to Dr. Berman's Better Sex Podcast. We're coming to you from NBC5 in Chicago, and my name is Dr. Laura Berman. We're doing something a little different this week. Usually when we have our girl talk days, our guest podcasters are obviously female, but this week we're switching it up a bit and bringing a male into the equation, so I guess we can call this girl talk for men. I don't know. <laughs> but John Ibrahim is a Chicago firefighter writes the sex playbook column every Wednesday for Red Eye Magazine, and he shares his views on sex, dating, and relationships from a guy's guy perspective. So thanks for joining us on this week's podcast, John. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So you write columns for the Red Eye from, obviously, the guy's perspective. Right. uh, But women read it, too, because we're always interested in what men think. Right, yeah, most of the emails I get are from women. Yeah, because I would think that women, you know, I, when I talk to women, they're, they know how, you know, they want to be validated about how they think about things, but mostly they yeah. want to get inside the mi- minds of guys. Yeah, exactly. So your column this week, tell me a- about that. 
the column this week is about men who turn down sex for sleep. It's mm-hmm. uh, meaning you're too tired to have sex. Right, and that's supposed to be this very strange anomaly because men are supposed to always want it. It's the women who usually turn it down for sleep. But you propose that, in fact, men really have legitimate sleep needs that sometimes surpass their sex needs? Oh, yeah, I can, I can speak to that from, from the first person, yeah. I well, mean, tell I've, me I've about your it, first yeah. person experience. Ooh, well, um, no, I've, I, I've had, you know, casual relationships where you, you invite a date over, and, and I think sex is probably implied between both people. So. Are you talking a booty call, like well, friends with benefits, or someone that you're in no, a No, it, it's a with? friends with benefits, yeah. I don't really do the booty call thing. But I what like. is the difference between friends with benefits and a booty call? Ooh, really good question. I've been asked that a lot. Booty call is, is somebody that you just call over to have sex and it's just uh it's, it's almost like an unspoken so contract you don't have where, a friendship with right it. you don't have a friendship you don't go out do friend things you don't go have drinks or dinner or anything like that right. it's strictly a you know sometimes two in the morning phone call right hey you want company kind of thing so okay and yeah. then do you have any of those i i used to i don't do them as much because um because I, I like the the whole package of the intellectual side of women and the and the, uh, the sex part of it so points. All right, so well, friends with benefits. Yeah, don't make me out to be too much of a good guy. No, I mean, no, I don't. Of course. Yeah. We don't want to ruin your image oh. of being, of being uh, too much the guy's guy. Yeah. All right, so um, so friends with benefits would be someone who you have a larger friendship with, yeah. but that you have right. sex on the side, which I definitely want to ask you about whether, mm-hmm. I mean, clearly you believe yeah. that friends with benefits can exist with, sure. and stay friends. Yeah. I mean, there's some caveats with that, but I've, yeah, you you can make it work. A lot of them go bad. In fact, a lot of people's uh, uh, opinion of them is they've they've had disastrous results because of the friends with benefits, where they just don't end up being friends anymore. Yeah, because I want to so. I want to come back to that because I think that's a big question in people's minds. But getting back to your column, um, <laughs> so much to, to talk about. I know yeah. so much to talk about. It's a little time. Yeah. So you've called a friend with a benefit to come over, right? Yeah, and. And, you know, and, and it, I know that sounds like a booty call, but it's, you know, we were going to hang out, maybe watch a movie, have a couple drinks, and then, you know, like I said, it's an un, pretty much unspoken and contract. And when would that, you call her to come over? It would be earlier in the evening or even in the day, maybe a text message saying, hey, what are you doing tonight? You want to hang out kind of thing? And so it would be, yeah, I want to hang out. Yeah, I want to hang out. Okay, let's uh-huh. hang out. And then as the night progresses, you know, because I, I get up real early and, you know, whether it's something going on at the firehouse or I do a lot of teaching in the fire service or writing or something like that, you get exhausted by the end of the night, and right. then you're like, "Oh, I, I'm I'm too tired. I can't do it." So then you got to break the 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 date, the play date. Right. You, you got to break it, and then you call her and you tell her, "Hey, I can't make it." And you're telling the truth. You're not making an excuse. You're giving her a reason that I, I'm too tired tonight. And then they don't. Usually, the effect the effect I get is they don't buy it. Okay, so you, in your mind, when you cancel your play date, as you call it, with your <laughs> friend with benefits, right. You're canceling because you're too tired to have sex, or you're too tired to just hang out and watch a movie. Well, with with both, really, because if it was just a matter of her coming over and having sex, I might be able to pull it <laughs> off. You know, I might be able to muster up some energy to do that. But again, I, I try to get away from the from the booty call All thing, right. and I don't want her to feel like it was a booty call. Like, well, I thanks see. for coming, you know, I and then see. there's the door. So you don't have the energy for the socialization, socializing part. Yeah, that part definitely. But I mean, then there's also there are some times where you're you're like, I'm afraid I'd fall asleep during yeah. sex. Yeah, I mean. So you're feeling that tired. Yeah. And then what do they think if they don't buy it? They think that, well, a couple excuses that I that I mentioned in my column is that they, they think that either you're, uh, you're not into her anymore and this is just the beginning of the end of your friends with benefits relationship or, you know, you're not attracted to her anymore or the, the worst thing that can happen is they think if you're not getting it, 
you know, from her, you're getting it yeah, from someplace else. Yeah, other plans. Yeah, the other. point is that they just don't think that that's a legitimate enough right, reason. Right, because men are always supposed to be up for sex. And, in fact, what you're saying is that that's true. Well. That, you know, you right. are always up for sex, right? Mm-hmm. But you're right. just not up for all the stuff that comes with it all the time. <laughs> well, there, there are times where you physically, like I said, you just can't muster up enough energy. Yeah. I mean, you probably have heard horror stories from people before, and I even have a horror story of, Falling asleep during sex. You I mean, did? yeah, there is nothing worse than an ego crusher if somebody <laughs> falls asleep on you during sex. You don't know if they're right. moaning or snoring, you right. know? So, yeah. Yeah, it's a tricky one, but I think it's true. In general, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, that there's sort of this belief in society that women are the ones that get headaches and don't yeah. want it, and men are supposed to always, always want it. And in fact, not only are the, is the average high libidinous man sometimes too tired, yeah. but men also do experience low libido from time to time. Yeah. Do you ever experience low libido? Uh, yeah, and, you know, the times where you, you get so busy sometimes that you don't work out or, or stuff like that, and we know that, you know, working out raises your sex drive and your libido, and you might be eating on the run instead of eating good food, and that really affects you. It makes you feel sluggish, and... Um, yeah, you just don't feel like having sex. And so usually, and does that is that because you're feeling yucky about the way you look or because physically you're just not feeling as energetic and... Yeah, I mean, you're just not feeling social. I mean, we know yeah. that at least in the in the I'm a big fan of evolutionary psychology. You know, yeah. in the animal world, they're you, you know they they have sex to procreate, and you're right. supposed to be into it. If you don't feel like you're into it at the yeah. time, why would you want to have sex? Right. <laughs> okay. When else do you not want sex? When you're not feeling good? What about like stress? Because for I, you know, I have found that men in general often want to have sex to relieve stress, yeah. unless it's financial or work-related stress. Well, with me in general, and I've talked about other men with this as well, and it's it's hard for at least younger men to talk about, but older men feel a little bit more comfortable talking about. It, is for me, um, I think masturbation is a, is a, is a, a better reliever of stress than actually having sex. Even though the end result is the same, it ends in an orgasm. Right. I feel like masturbation is probably a better because it's like relief. a lower expectation stress relief, or well, why? I think that I mean, if they're saying that that sex relieves stress, and so let's say it's the orgasm that relieves stress, I think that um, if you reach that orgasm by masturbation, you're taking care of your own problem. You're helping solve your own stress, and right. I think that's but why, why it helps is that you. better a better stress reliever than if you have an available partner? Well, because I mean, I'm a definite positive thinker that if you have um, if you have a problem or or a problem that's causing stress, um, you can solve the problem yourself. Right. You know, and it, you know instead of sulking about it and making it worse, and every time you think about it, it's like that problem happening all over again. So, um, if you are relieving your stress by self gratification, you it's like you're solving your problem. But why can't you solve it with your partner if you're in a relationship? I think that. Th- don't you think it's it's more of a uh, feeling of empowerment if you solve your own problem versus somebody else <laughs> solving your problem? I think you're problem? dancing around the issue. I agree <laughs> with everything you're saying, but what I'm not understanding, I, I agree mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with masturbation, and it's a yeah. it's having sex with someone you love is Woody Allen says, and it's a mm-hmm. good thing. Yeah. Um, and everyone should do it, married, in a relationship or not. But I still am just trying to understand what, what uh, where you're coming from with, <laughs> like, okay, you come home from work, you've yeah. got this high stress. Yeah. You have a partner there who's ready and willing to have sex with you, mm-hmm. and 
and you're saying that it's a better, more effective stress reliever to do it yourself mm-hmm. than to say, than to jump on your partner. All right, yeah, maybe this will explain it best. Is that your motivation for wanting to have sex with somebody should be that you're turned on by that person I or see. that you're craving? It shouldn't be utilitarian. Okay, where, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, where good. you're saying, hey, will you do me a favor? I don't really, uh, you know, you're not turning me on so much as I just need somebody to help relieve right. the stress. All right, that's fair. I'll accept <laughs> that explanation. So I, <laughs> it's still, but I'll, it's close enough. It's 2021. There are self-driving cars, plant burgers, and tourists in space. The least your phone could do is download entertainment in a flash. For that, you should get AT&T 5G. AT&T 5G is fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Want to make sure your phone service keeps up with what you need from it? Get AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See AT&T.com slash 5G for you for details. And that sounds like it's a perfect time for us to take a break. But don't go anywhere. We'll be back in 30 seconds. And we're back. All right. Now, back to friends with benefits. Okay. So you think that it's possible. You have friends with benefits that it doesn't. Mm -hmm. What are the caveats that you talk about? You have to talk about it beforehand. It can't just be something that merges into a friends with benefits relationship without talking about it first. There's something that I call the, um, you know, and I thought of it where I get, like everybody else, I get tons of junk mail with uh, credit card offers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, and even your credit card statement, every month they send you the, the terms of agreement, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, to let you know. I think that in, in those kind of sexual relationships, you need terms of, ingre- of agreement, meaning it has to be talked about So before. what do you say? I, I really like you as a friend. I don't want to have a relationship with you, but, I, but we could be sexual together. I mean, how do you propose the terms to her well it, you tell them that you know I'm, I'm into you we definitely have that sexual chemistry there's that spark but we I just don't feel the chemistry relationship wise and then you ask them if they feel the same way and if they're cool with it and they're truly cool with it they're not just saying that how can you tell if they're truly cool you, you could tell I mean you could just read you, you could read their body language or, or that kind of stuff but their actions are going to you know show it more than anything so if later on you feel like they're they're starting to show you things that obviously look more like what a, a couple would be exhibiting and not you know not the casual okay well you know i'm cool with this then then yeah those are some warning signs yeah see my theory and i and you think that as a woman and a feminist and everything else i would wholeheartedly agree with you and i want to (laughs) but um i have found that women have a really hard time with that and Mm -hmm. usually they're faking it when they're okay and they're harboring an unspoken wish yeah. that somehow this will grow into something else. Yeah, I think that's very valid, and I've, I've even written about that. So I let their actions, you know, I let their actions prove if that's true or not. I mean, my personal my personal slogan is, don't tell me, show me. So, you know, what they say has to match their actions. So what kinds of actions it. would make you suspicious that she wasn't cool with the friends with benefits arrangement? Um, when, they, when you see that they want to start doing couple things that doesn't end up with sex you know when things like special occasion uh pop up where they want you to be with them like weddings and valentine's day and things like that that is definitely not something that friends with benefits do friends hang out the same way that they would if it was a same sex friend you know you do the exact same things there just happens to be sex at the end of the day so if she's friend and not in a relationship and doesn't Mm -hmm. really want to be in a relationship with you supposedly Mm -hmm. and just you know having just likes hanging out with you and she's been invited to a wedding and she doesn't have a date Mm -hmm. if she asked you to come that would be a bad sign yeah it would be a bad sign to me i don't i don't do wedding dates (laughs) 
you know, because there's there's a lot of significance yes, that goes with it. There's, you're true. around family. Everybody looks at you and, oh, so when's it your turn? You know, they always throw those questions at you, and it's just very uncomfortable. So. Yeah. And but I, I think the biggest sign that things are, are going south is that when if they get mad that they know you're hanging out with another girl that's like the biggest warning sign because any sign of jealousy there shouldn't be any jealousy. Ah uh, right yeah that's a good one. Good yeah. one. You've thought this through. Oh well because I have I said I haven't really had a bad friends with benefits experience where everybody else is telling me their horror stories. Yeah. So I think the reason why it's been very successful for me is because we go over the terms of agreement before. And do you have more than one friend with benefit at the same time? Um right now I I'd probably say like two. Yeah, two okay. regular ones. And do know. they know about each other? Yeah, they do and they're they're cool with it and they tell me about the guys that they hang out with too and and the only thing that, you know, I'm obviously the, the two biggest terms of agreement has to be you have to be safe and right. you have to be mature about it. So if both of those elements are there, then, then yeah, that it can be a party. Cool. Good for you. <laughs> All right. You listening to that, ladies? Those are the rules and the hot points you have to be aware of. <laughs> and the guys are all jealous who are listening right now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they can have it, too. You just right. have to follow the terms you of agreement. You have to follow the terms of agreement. Where do they find? They, you should. Do you have these in one of your columns, the terms of agreement? No, they don't. I'm going to write about the terms of agreement you soon. Should. Should, but it's yeah, a good one. That could probably be a whole book on the terms of agreement. Yeah. yeah. Terms yeah. of agreement, booty call, or friends with benefits. Friends with benefits or even relationships, you know. Yeah. I'm sure you would have a lot to add on yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's good. Thanks so much to John Ibrahim for joining us. It's been very illuminating. He writes the sex playbook column every Wednesday for Red Eye Magazine. And look for that column coming up soon on the terms of agreement for uh, friends with benefits, among other things. This week, it's about men choosing sleep over sex, and evidently, that really happens. So join us next time for the Better Sex Podcast. Until then, here's to better sex. You deserve it. This concludes Dr. Laura Berman's Better Sex Podcast, wishing you better sex because you deserve it. All right. Hope you enjoyed that throwback episode. It was a lot of fun to do, and the column was even more fun to see the buzz on such a crazy topic. So, And that'll do it for today's edition of Believe in the Sex Playbook. I'm John Ibrahim. Make sure to hit me up on Facebook and Instagram with the username The Real John Ibrahim. And please remember to subscribe to the Sex Playbook and give the show a five-star rating. Shay will be back next week. But in the meantime, remember, you can find Believe in the Sex Playbook on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at pretty much all your favorite podcast directories. And of course, always at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, please tweet your questions or topics at me and Shay, and I promise we will try to read them in a future episode. You can find me on Twitter at John Ibrahim and Shay at Kilmer Shay, which is K-I-L-L-M-E-R-S-H-A-Y. If you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Remember, like Shay always says, sex sells. So get in on the action and advertise with us. And you've been listening to the Sex Playbook on the Believe Podcast Network. Stay safe out there. And don't touch your face! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.